Welcome to the McDark Horror Series. Lights out. Good. Here we go. Halloween was always a big deal in my small town. All through the month of October, Bay Higgins would hold various events and attractions. Our town is so popular on Halloween that the mayor had even officially changed the name to Hollow's Crest. He was going to use Halloween Town, but obviously couldn't do to copyright reasons. Hollow's Crest sounded better anyway. Everyone in town took it seriously too, and the spooky season everybody else talks about when they refer to October doesn't exist for us. It's more like spooky year, but every year. Nobody, however, took it as serious as Farmer Tom. Thomas Maynard was the average old McDonald type of farmer, overalls and all. The man had acres upon acres of farmland, which he used to set up all sorts of attractions like corn mazes and pumpkin patches, haunted barn tours and more. His most famous attractions, however, were his Halloween decorations. Nobody in your spiffy, privileged little cul-de-sac has decorations half as good as his. Tom took pride in his work. He would spend all year devising new works of devilry that scared the piss out of people in town. In any old boring town, he might be considered weird or off in the head. But Farmer Tom was the most popular person in it. All the townsfolk even donated to his cause as well. They would either donate or just straight up buy him supplies he needed to craft things and filled that little frightful town, as well as his farm, up. Now, when I tell you that his tractions look real, I mean, Jesus man know how to craft. One year he created this giant spider structure that was made primarily out of wood, but the outside was completely covered in fur. Real fur, from real animals. When asked about how he acquired the fur, he claimed that he had bought most of it and had shipped here and there the rest of it gathered from random roadkill. Nobody in town questioned him because he had come from a very wealthy family, decided to break away from the big cities where they lived, settle down in the country. I guess he found his perfect fit. He didn't need the town's donations to his cause, but he accepted them because he wanted to give back to him for all the spooky joy he spread throughout the years. Now, Tom would be gone for an entire two months of the year, every single year. All the townsfolk guessed that it was a well-deserved vacation or that maybe he was going to see family. He was always to leave around July and come back at the beginning of September. Over the entire month of September, he would be secretly preparing his decorations for the month of Halloween. His best and scariest decorations he ever made also doubled as a good resources to scare off the crows, too. That's right, you guessed it. Scarecrows. His scarecrows weren't these puffy, fat, wannabe straw men that had cute noses and a smile you could pick up at Walmart. His scarecrows were all different sizes. He could position them in all kinds of ways. Some would stand, others would be performing some kind of action like raking a field or chopping a tree. Some would stand guard at the front of some of his attractions. Others would be in his fields posted up like a normal scarecrow. Nobody messed with these things mainly because they were creepy as hell, even for a town obsessed with Halloween, but also because it annoyed Tom. One year, 
kid no older than seven started messing with the straw on one of those legs of the scarecrow. He had managed to tear off most of the hay straws on one leg before Tom discovered it. He shut the farm down to visitors after that for a whole two months. The parents of that kid apologized and even accepted. Ever since then, no one, and I mean no one, screws with them. That was until the Carter family moved in. They needed some adjustments, but eventually after a month or so, they became part of the regular town and had gotten the hang of how things worked. That same year, around the end of August, the Carter kid was hanging around his friends. They mentioned about how Tom would be back soon to prepare his decorations. Now, most people know the kids can be little rebels and sometimes nigh uncontrollable, but the kids in Hollow's Crest knew the rules, and they damn sure followed them well. Tom gave them enough spooky rewards as it was, and knew that if they messed with them, that they would possibly get banned from the farm, have their parents upset at them, and not get any of Tom's candied jerky when the trick-or-treated at his house. That last one was a favorite, the town's favorite food, actually. It tasted so good, mmm. Anyway, the Carter boy became curious as well as rebellious, didn't care about the consequences because he was new. He just didn't understand. He decided that he would sneak over to Tom's farm and when he got back, see how he made those terrifying creations. He waited until Tom pulled into his driveway one day, followed him down to the woods. Tom had a place in the woods away from everyone else when he prepared. It was a large shack that held his supplies, his workshop, if you will. The Carter boy managed not to be seen by Tom, had ducked near a bush. He was just about to find a window to try and peer through when Tom walked out the front door, got in his blue pickup truck, headed back to his farm. Must have forgotten something because he was pissed off, huffing and puffing when he left. The boy peered out the bush to check if the coast was clear and it bolted to the front door of the shack once he seen the last bit of blue from the truck dash over the hill. In his fit of annoyance, Tom must have left the door unlocked, so the boy let himself in. The shack was large on the inside. He seen stacks of various wood and other materials neatly laying on one side of the room with multiple pegboards of hanging tools. Tom had bins of random clothes that he decorated scarecrows with. Everything from kids' clothes to grown adults. There were also piles of fur and other animal parts like claws and hooves and beaks and other things that wouldn't rot. In a room towards the back was five large deep freezers. In them was large containers of fake blood and animal parts. Boy was just about to leave and fear Tom coming back when he heard a strange moaning sounded like the type of moaning it does when someone's in pain or when someone just wakes up. But there were many moaning sounds coming from somewhere. He just wasn't sure yet. The boy followed the moaning noises to the large rug in the center of the room with all the supplies in it. It was right below him now. The boy curiously moved the rug and found a big trap door. For some reason it wasn't locked. He either thought that Tom didn't need a reason to lock it, or that he never thought it would be found by anyone else. He slowly lifted it. There were set stairs under the door that led down another level of what looked like a 
dingy handmade basement. At the end of the stairs was a door that simply read, Scarecrows. The boy opened the door slowly and hesitantly. What he saw was ungodly and disturbing beyond all measure. There were people, naked people tied to posts, at least twenty or more, and they all had tubes inserted in their noses, feeding them. There were also IVs in their hands that connected them to some kind of narcotic drug. They were alive, if you could call it that, and producing an ear moan like they were in pain. Tom had only given them enough drugs to render them helpless, like zombies, so they were able to be in a state of hazy consciousness. The Carter boy ran out as fast as he could and bolted back to the town. Somehow, he made it back without alerting Tom to his presence, but he left the door to Tom's shack open. When the town's police went reluctantly to investigate, there was no sign of Tom anywhere. He had fled. The officers investigated the shack and found the people in the basement. The freezers are real human and animal blood as well as parts. They also discovered the clothes that he used to dress up the scarecrows, along with small chests above the bin that the boy either couldn't see or reach. Inside the chest was countless IDs of the people he had kidnapped and killed. There were more than 200 IDs. Needless to say, our little town got a rebranding and decided that one month a year was good enough. But nobody, not even farmers, make scarecrows anymore. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day.